Radio. So yeah, Izzy's back. Uh, very Yay! successful yes! day, I would say. Yes, they just placed yeah. their order. Well, earlier yeah. today, but I just got the email. Yeah, uh, I didn't really give them specifics, but the you know the uh, the dinosaur park, Ogden Eccles. Er, yeah, Ogden Dinosaur Jansen Park, Nichols. basically. Yeah, Dinosaurpark.org. Yeah. Uh, Izzy met with their, I don't know, director of marketing or the gift shop or the, something. The gift shop manager. Yep, and uh, showed off her goods and wares, you know, being dinosaur, dinocentric and whatnot. Yeah, the snackosaurs. Yeah. And uh, yes. yeah, she just placed an order for a bunch of different uh, items. Yeah! <laughs> so, uh... Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love this. Yay. And mother-in-law is packed up and her stuff is on the way. Yeah. Well, some of her stuff. <laughs> the stuff she's sending here to Utah, the rest or whatever. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, good day. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about you guys? Uh, uh, Ryan, yeah. what did my mother-in-law do? What did your mother-in-law do? Uh... <laughs> Not much recently, but uh... okay. Well, then we we don't have as many exciting updates as you. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I had my, my my weekly trip into San Francisco uh, for an in person day at the office. Went pretty well. Right. Uh, pl- played a bit of Magic the Gathering at uh, at the office happy hour, so that was fun. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I haven't been to the uh, San Francisco office in. March or was it last March? Last March. Yes, I, I think, think it was. Oh, actually, year. no, it was last July. Was the last time I went. It's been over a year. I'm okay with wow. it though. So, <laughs> do you have a? You don't have a satellite office in your state, do you? Uh, I've got a place I can go if my computer messes up and they can fix it. But that's that's about it. Mm, is it Best Buy? Uh, no, it, it's like a uh, call center or whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was part of the agreement. Like, uh, like you know, the call center is less than fifty miles away. If I, you know, have super IT problems, like I spill my beverage, I'm, you know, but I've been out here for over four years now, and uh, mm-hmm. goddamn, I love it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right, anyway, you guys ready? kind of later in the day so yeah again thank yeah. you guys so much yeah, yeah just uh like it was one of those like steve got the uh was able to get the meeting at like what around like three or four o'clock yeah it was pretty yeah, like yeah two or three um, in the afternoon and it was yeah like, and i was working i was working at the shop so i got home about yeah. four ish and i was mm-hmm. like oh my god i haven't made something like a line sheet which what's a line sheet izzy that's where it's the the little order form that has the pictures and then the description, like the size and the price of the items that people are trying to order. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't mm-hmm. made one of those in eight years. <laughs> oh. So we needed to update it. Yeah. Plus, she's got one now and already a customer. So. I created Death Race six years ago. I now have as many viewers as the Super Bowl. The drivers are convicts and the rules are simple. There are no rules. Win and get your freedom. Or die trying. 
Who's the new guy? Jensen Ames. He used to race for NASCAR. They say he killed his wife. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing Roadkill Month with 2008's Death Race. Woo! <laughs> oh, but babe. Save. We are not alone for this one. Oh, thank God. I mean, spoilers, this is a Statham movie, so we had to get <gasps> some of the foremost Statham experts. People that have been following him since he was, you know... <coughs> A professional diver for the Commonwealth. Olympic diver. Yeah. I, I don't think he was in the Olympics. but it was the, No, like, I think he was in the Olympics. You know what? Doesn't matter. I don't think he won, but I think he was in the Olympics. Diana and Ryan from the Happily Ever Aftermath, welcome! <laughs> Hello! I think it's great that because we've come on a couple of Statham movies, that makes us experts, but okay, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yes, Jason Statham participated in the 1988 Summer Games in Seoul in the Barcelona Olympics in 1992. Oh, shit. Good for him. Nice. But Steve, you said foremost expert. There's only two of us here. That might That's be something. Have, have we been on for Statham movie? I, I think that might just be you, Diana. Just me. Haha. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not forgetting it. Like, no. I, I'm sorry. Four and fifth most expert. <laughs> okay. That was... is, that, is, that, is that how that works? I don't know. <laughs> I, was say, I didn't think that was Jason Statham in The Last Witch Hunter, but I could be persuaded. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was another bald guy, but under that beard, how could you tell? <laughs> If you if you told me with a straight face that he was the star of that movie, I might believe you. No, no, no. His yes, accent would have been exactly. much more convincing. Right, right. <laughs> you're, you're thinking uh, in the name of the king, a dungeon scene. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my right. god, I love that. It's a ridiculous movie. It's so bad. 
<laughs> you know what though? It's everything it needs to be. That's Absolutely. just like, like it's it's just everything it needs. From to friend be. of the podcast, Doctor Uwe Boll. Woo! We love you, Doctor Boll. <sighs> and uh, right. check out that episode when we interview both of our interviews with Doctor right. Uwe Boll. But the first one has the story about how he accidentally burnt down a Serbian village and then rescued all the dogs. That's the order. The people are on their own, but the dogs... (laughs) He still had one. That's how it came up. It was in the background. (laughs) Such an interesting dude. Uh, Such an interesting dude. Babe, I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, I'm still quite sober. Oh, what you got over there? We have, in honor of this time of the year... most wonderful (laughs) From Sierra Nevada Brewing, we have the Oktoberfest Fest Beer, yeah. brewed in collaboration with Kirvita uh, <laughs> Brewery. Kirvita Brewery. 6% alcohol by volume. This is in a beautiful blackened gold Oktoberfest can. Gonna pop this top. Oh, makes up. Nice. And the pour. Yes, this is a beautiful straw-colored beverage. Oh no! Yeah, lots of juicy mm. head. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry, lots of juicy head. Yeah. Um. <laughs> For a second. <laughs> yeah, very effervescent. Yeah, good aroma, nice and mm-hmm. nice bready qualities, maltiness. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Guys, I love me some fast beers. Ooh, then you're gonna like this one. Yeah, this is. Um, fantastic good they've already sucked this head i know what this tastes like (laughs) there we go we actually had a special order this through our uh, local liquor store here in utah which was awesome thanks for the hookup (laughs) we got a whole case of it (laughs) yeah and uh now we know we can order delicious beers by the case Mm -hmm. oh you want some more just a little bit excellent that's uh, a sierra nevada oktoberfest fest beer highly recommend sierra nevada does a different uh, Oktoberfest and Fest beer every year with a different collaboration with the German brewery. Um, go check them out. They're all delicious. Mm. And uh, either you drinking anything on this festive occasion? Um, so uh, I brought the same beverage that I had before um, with the mini episode. Let's see here. That was the, uh, the... coming attractions and the Mountain Duel. Um, but Izzy, you didn't get to hear about it. So I brought back the Skira, Skyra, Icelandic spring water. Ooh. Ooh, probably yeah. Skira, like Skira. The it's got the it's got the little accent on the Y. So yeah, that that water was interesting stuff. I I tasted a little bit after we did the the Mountain Duel. I tasted some of Diana's water, and I actually can taste the higher pH. I think, Ooh. or maybe it's just the maybe it's just the power suggestion. But I don't know. I was like, oh, this yeah, does was, taste alkaline. It was like eight eight point eight alkaline or something like that. Yeah, or, th- or yeah. So Icelandic it, water is delicious. Yeah, it, it it tastes kind of anti-sour, you know. Like, <laughs> I guess it's, it's not yeah. not like that uh, that East Bay water. Right. East Bay water is actually pretty good. It's actually than San bad. Francisco yeah. water. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Which is a million times better than Sacramento water. <laughs> Even no, the animals no. don't drink Sacramento water. Uh, yeah. Uh, that takes me back. Uh, mm. Yeah. Ugh. Oh man, we used to show goats at the uh, state fair. We would have to put powdered lemonade mix in the water to trick them into drinking it. <laughs> so it's like Magna. <laughs> Whenever yeah. I would go out, my aunt who lived in Magna, 
because they may still have it, I assume. All the like lead pipes and stuff out there, the water tasted like lead. How do you what? take care of that? Make Kool-Aid with it. Like triple the sugar and yeah, not, yep. not great yeah. stuff. It still tastes Classic. horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, ooh, ooh. so uh, I already had popped the top in the last one, so I'll just do a sound effect. <laughs> My top. Nice. That's still delicious. I like it. Excellent. And uh, for my drink, so I've um, I've got one of my characteristic highballs, or I think this technically qualifies as a highball. I thought that a vodka and Red Bull would be a good uh, a good match for the vibe of the movie. Yeah, totally. All right. So I got my glass full of ice here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna mix it on air. I, I think I learned how to do this. Okay. So first, a uh, shot glass of vodka goes in. And the color is uh, clear. It's definitely clear. Not uh, golden or ambery at all. And is this the original uh, Red Bull that you're putting into this vodka? Uh, yeah, yeah. Name brand Red Bull with sugar. Nice. All right. Uh, pop the top. Oh, my top. Thank you. And uh, so I, I'm really not much of a vodka drinker. And I don't... I, I can tolerate Red Bull, but I don't actually like it that much, so frankly, I don't know why I chose this, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's something different, so... But I'm right. like glutton for punishment, so we're in luck. I don't like Red right. Bull or vodka, so I'm drinking a Red Bull, a Bull and vodka. I mean, I don't hate Red Bull. I'll, I, I do kind of hate vodka, though, so let, let's see how this tastes. All right. <laughs> oh, it's better than I remember. That's pretty good, actually. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Mm. I, I have had this mix, like, at least once before, so... Yeah. Let's do, yeah, I can see why people like this. Nice, you may be onto something there. Vodka and Red Bull might catch on. Mm. Yeah, I feel so energetic. <laughs> also, Diana, he's going to be jogging with the dog at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She'll love it. <laughs> well, speaking of jogging at 3 a.m., 2008's Death Race. Nailed it again! Damn, I'm getting good at these. <laughs> From writer-director Paul W.S. Anderson. Who's he, Steve? Right. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, he's the man who's been living my life for the past 30, 40 years. <laughs> you might know him as, uh, the director of Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, Soldier, Resident Evil, Alien vs. Predator, this, uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, that Three Musketeers remake, which was awesome, Resident Evil Retribution, Pompeii, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, Monster Hunter, oh, and he's been nailing Mia Jovovich for about 20 years. So... Yeah, he is living your life. I'm sorry, babe. I'm I'm Nomia Jovovich or Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> and now now his daughter's becoming a movie star, sort of in a way. No, I don't know. All right, hands up if you've seen every Resident Evil movie. Hands I up right like, here, buddy. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I was spite watching towards the end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like kind of. Uh, supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of had like a hashtag my trash relationship with that franchise toward the end, where it's like, oh, I might as well watch it. <laughs> Yeah, more, uh, I remember if it was the third or the fourth one when they are in Vegas and all of a sudden she got the force. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. there's three more movies. I gotta see where this goes. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually hadn't seen any of them. Like, I wanted to, but nobody knew had them and I was super up mm. to go to the movies. And I found, like, the third or the fourth one in the $5 bin at... What's the one where they end up in Vegas on, at the yeah. end on top of... Yep, that's... Uh, I think it's the third or the fourth one. That's what okay. I'm talking about. Where she yeah, gets yeah, the force yeah. at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And, like, uh, I yep, remember, like, me and a couple of my friends watched it. We all just looked at each other and we're like, well, now we have to find the rest of them because we have to know where the hell this fits in. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it doesn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> you guys all know the one where they're on top of the casino and then she can like, yeah, I don't know. She forces the waves of them away. Yeah. I don't so, know. I, I know. Diana has seen, I think, the first, second, and last one. Is that right, You Diana? nailed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Diana only saw the last one because she was good enough to go with me to see it in the theater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she did not enjoy it. And, and, and as we walked away, I was explaining, like, no, 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 in the context of the franchise, that was actually a pretty good one. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I've seen one, two, and the last one, so. That's, that's a good wife you got there, Ryan. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. Thank you. But, oh guys, coming soon, uh, Into the Lost Lands. What's that, Steve? A sorceress travels to the Lost Lands in search of a magical power that allows a person to transform into a werewolf. (gasps) Guys, this is co-written by George R.R. Martin. What? And will be starring... So this is what he's been doing instead of finishing Game of Thrones? I I believe this is what he wrote before Game of Thrones, actually. (laughs) It better have been. Uh, It'll be starring uh, Mia Jovovich. Maybe you've heard of her. It's his wife. (laughs) Um, And Dave Bautista. So guess who's fucking in? (laughs) Fucking in. It's got to be better than the last uh, Apocalypse movie we watched Bautista in. (laughs) Army of the Dead or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. forgot about that shit. It, there's no need for it to be three hours, guys. Fuck it was you, dumb. Snyder. Fuck <laughs> so you. dumb. So dumb. Dude. Uh, Dude. But at least Richard Cheese got work. So. Like, hey, you know this part that you might actually enjoy? Let's do something else. <laughs> On top of it just being a shitty movie and completely disrespectful to women across the board. It's a Zack Snyder movie, yes. It was also boring as fuck. It was insulting how, to the audience. How dare you Aww. be a zombie movie in Vegas with armies and be boring? Oh my god! Like uh-huh. that's the most insulting part. That I think yeah. that's why I'm so mad. I that was that was Zack Snyder. Just like you were mad about a lot about that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm mad. You got the blood is fired up. We're, we're like eight minutes in, and she's like, "I already fucking hate this movie." And I'm like, "Oh, I got some oh, bad news." No, babe. No, babe. I believe I said "fuck you" movie, and you were like. Honey, you gonna keep this up for the whole three hours? And I was like, ah! <laughs> yes. It's not as I mean, good that as that is... other Las Vegas zombie movie we were just talking about. I would watch that three times over watching. Yeah. You could watch that three times, <laughs> and I could. So, so they basically just take the stars of both of those Las Vegas zombie movies, smash them together, and we got a new movie. Yeah, is that yeah. The formula here. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh shit, that's the Lost Lands. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, it, it's the north end of the Strip, where like the <laughs> Stardust so, like, might the still months? be around. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, other writers on this movie: Robert Tom and Charles B. Griffith. Who are they? They wrote the uh, Death Race 2000 original, the Roger Corman 1975 classic. This is Woo! loosely based on. Right. Yeah. And you guys have seen that movie, right? I have uh, not. No. Oh, Didn't want to spoil should, this one. Should it we is. have? Yeah. You know what? The, you know what? The, the 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 original's definitely like heavy on the satire. It, it, it's like watching the Running Man, the uh, the Schwarzenegger version one. It, it's a lot or like Rollerball. Like it's one of those like uh, you mm. know the sport uh, distract the from the corporations running everything and blah 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 blah. You know. Where, like, you're supposed to be astonished that society is, that this fictional society is so degraded that they would watch violence for entertainment, whereas when you watch, like, the 2008 version, it's like, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. The original stars David Carradine in the uh, Jason Statham role and yeah. uh, Sylvester Stallone in the role of Tyrese. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> also, it has one of Steve's most loathed uh, and loved uh, jokes of all time. So that bad. was. I was waiting for it in this movie. I was waiting for it. It didn't come. It didn't. No. Maybe it's in the sequel. Maybe. <laughs> But starring in this movie, Sir Jason Statham as Jensen Ames. Woo! Mm-hmm. Joan Allen. America's treasure. That's right. American treasure, Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah! Uh, Joan Allen as Hennessy, also an American treasure. Uh, Absolutely. Hennessy, I mean, not Joan Allen. No. <laughs> American treasure, Tyrese Gibson as Machine Gun Joe. American God, Ian McShane, as Coach. <laughs> uh, Jason Clark as uh, Ulrich, uh, basically Penasi's, I don't know, go-to officer? He's I don't know. The prison guard. The CO. Yeah. Yeah, his CO. Oh, CO. Oh, sorry. He said casino. I'm like, what? No, his CO. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I know, you were looking at me like I had two heads. Like, no, babe, that's it's a thing. I pr- Do you have you? Like, it was one of those, like, Steve, have you never had a friend on parole? I know you have. Uh, <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. Uh, Robin Shu as 14K. Who's he? It's Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, motherfuckers, but he's shaved. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, same director. He's got the... He's got the hookup. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Sir David Carradine as the voice of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least that's what it says on IMDb, and I'll go with it. I don't know. Probably the first Frankenstein, the we will get to it, but the one who uh, explodes in the beginning. Oh, shit, you're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah, I was like, yeah, it is definitely dubbed, <laughs> whatever's in there. But, <laughs> but I figure because otherwise it'd be like, people. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Authenticity, Steve. Who knew it was Tom Hardy the whole time? Oh my god! How did they hide those luscious lips? Right. That's what the whole mask is for. It's like a containment grid. Sorry, a podcaster we used to listen to a lot uh, was completely obsessed with Tom Hardy's lips, and I never really noticed them until uh, until Anderson like was completely, I don't know, in love. Um, and so, yeah, so now that's a thing for us. There you so go. I have a follow-up question, Izzy. Was it Anderson from the film vault? It is, yes, it yes. is Anderson from the film vault. <laughs> I was about to say, why am I also have uh, Tom Hardy's luscious lips in my head in a voice? <laughs> why do you I also notice his lips now? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I can't because it's always he's always partially obscured. I think he got self conscious after people started talking about it on podcast. <laughs> Daniel Anderson. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I never movies like that. I never listened to the film vault much, but uh, I I feel like I got preoccupied with his lips just by you know looking at them. I mean, it it is noticeable. (laughs) (laughs) He is a striking man. I mean, absolutely. So interesting. Mm. The men noticed uh, Hardy's lips. The ladies noticed other parts of him. (laughs) (laughs) Have we done the uh, asking people about how many times? Have we have we asked Ray about how many times he thinks about Rome? <laughs> I Roman haven't. No. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know. There's I, a whole thing right now about like you have to ask your man how many times a week he thinks about the Roman Empire. Ryan, uh, uh, maybe once on average. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it's a thing. 
I did find out Steve thinks about Turkish bathhouses about five times more than he thinks about Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Where is to that be, in To the be quiz fair, score? about the same as Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bathhouses is the once a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming people that loved uh, Army of the Dead and 300 are uh, the ones that think about it more than that. Uh, Red flag. I'm, I'm, mm, oh, is that is that a flag? Uh, I assume so. I don't know, I don't babe. Know do you like uh, guys that uh, get down to three hundred and? Uh, oh my god. I don't know. Maybe they're guys who just really enjoy Troy, which are Steve. Uh-oh. I mean, that is true. God damn it! <laughs> you have to throw that in my face. Or and Jason in the Argo. Gladi- oh my god. Or Gladiator. Or constantly out watch for Gladiator too. <laughs> Tigress's war. That's right. <laughs> he was a ghost the whole time. Uh, how did you guys watch? Th- was this the first time watch for you guys, Death Race? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, how'd you it watch it? Was uh, uh, Ryan streaming on yep. a- Amazon or? Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. We uh, we were lucky enough to get a. So I, I had a copy of this from back when it first came out, but it uh, got damaged in the rollover, but. Thanks to Entertain Mart, I got it in one of those uh, mystery boxes. <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> Perfect. And you may be wondering, gee, I wonder what other movies from that company were coming out around the same time and were featured on the DVD. I'll tell you, uh, Scorpion King 2, maybe coming soon. <laughs> uh, the Mummy 3, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> okay. Burn After Reading. And of yep, course, right. the greatest sequel of all time. Hamlet 2. Yeah! <laughs> does your sequel have sexy Jesus? No, it does not. Rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus. You better you believe, gotta believe us. <laughs> but then we get to the movie, and guys, I don't know if you know this, the year is 2012. The economy is collapsing. <laughs> uh, private corporations own all the prisons, and people are forced to fight to the death to survive. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they predicted 2020! I, I feel like this movie was filmed right before the uh, the recession of 2008 started. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Because it came out in 2008 and I'm just like, yeah. huh, 2012, you say. Like, oh dear God. <laughs> Were they trying to do sci-fi or like, it's just <laughs> nonfiction, okay. Who knew Paul W.S. Anderson could see the future? <laughs> but uh yeah, basically, um, we, we basically cut to the middle of Death Race, which is like this uh, televised oh. event that, you know, is the most the most viewed spectacle in all the world. It's it's the it's basically like a WWE pay-per-view, but it's on every channel. I don't know. But uh, mm. yeah, biggest thing <laughs> in the world. And uh, we see this masked man in a car and he's in uh, Tyrese in another car. That's right. Romans in this world. Woo! It's a Fast and Furious crossover. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can assume. And there's like, uh, but Tyrese is just—he's got like these um, the rotary cannons on the front of his car, and it's just it, oh, it's right, it's this giant like bulked up—I uh, don't know—fucking Escalade or something like it. Yeah. it. It's like a Mad Max car, but it's all armored up, and it's got these rotary cannons in front. It's just unloading on this um, shit. What kind of uh, what kind of car does? I think I wrote it down. What kind of car does uh, Frankenstein drive? Oh, I'm the wrong. I I am not a car guy. It had four wheels. I Mustang believe. V8 fastback. Okay. That, oh, yeah. that's right. It was it was pony. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but he's just unloading on the back end. Of course, there's like this big six inch block of steel on the back to protect it. 
but uh you know it's getting lit up and uh uh, there's a lady riding shotgun who's like hey we gotta get out of here they're gonna get through this blah 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 and there's so many like transformer-esque zooms and cuts in this like oh (laughs) yeah i can imagine watching this in theaters and just vomiting can't but uh Mm -mm. But yeah, it's the last lap, and it's like, it's okay, we're gonna make it, blah, blah, blah. Drop the tombstone. What? We can't do that. I, on my count, three, two, one, do it. And so she drops the, the back uh, slab of metal or whatever, and like ends up hitting uh, Tyrese's car. Oh, son of a bitch. But then uh, the, the fuel tank is exposed, and but they got only got a quarter mile to go. They gotta get, they better hope they're in a 10 second car. But then, and the <laughs> and the girl friend shotgun is like deuces i'm out and fucking ejector seats out of yeah, there ejecto seato cuz that's right <laughs> and then that boom. was roman right yeah, yeah it was roman yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there were like four times this movie we're like ejecto seato cuz <laughs> he goes through his navigators pretty quick oh yes mm-hmm but uh yeah the, so yeah the mustang explodes because he you know the fuel tank gets hit <laughs> fireball but it also crossed the finish line just in time so technically this masked figure we find out to be named frankenstein won but hey. you know hey, frankenstein yeah so credits guys what do we think of death race yeah lived oh, up to its name death <laughs> right not as good as kenneth Braddock's frankenstein but you know <laughs> oh i'm sorry these are the opening credits we're watching there's more to this movie <laughs> so then uh we cut to jason statham on the on the set of a uh, fucking flash dance you know he's a still worker just doing his thing and uh, uh he was not a maniac maniac <laughs> not quite yet <laughs> but uh you know just a long hard day at work he goes to get his pay and it looks like the mine's closing and everybody's all up in arms about it I don't know why I slipped into his accent, but <laughs> because it's great. So he basically goes up and gets his paycheck. Because you want to get laid tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Trey Thorne new movie, The Beekeeper? <laughs> Holy hell! Dude, ah! oh my god, it's it. even better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I had to watch it twice because yeah. I I needed to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, after I blacked out halfway through because blood was rushing elsewhere, I was like, all right, I gotta watch the second half. But, uh, yeah. So, guys, coming in January. <laughs> Will we be there in theaters? Probably. Mama. Um, but, yeah, so he's going to get his pay, and they're like, yeah, you're only getting 300 Like, oh, but I worked for, like, two grand. They're like, yeah. Been 120 yeah. hours last week. Yeah. yeah, take the money or fuck off. You know? But, uh, yeah, then the... Uh, you know, as what happens with, when most uh, riots and unions start to form, SWAT teams called in, they start beating the shit out of people. Oh, and it's specifically mentioned, like, hey, before we even have a chance to riot, the cops are here. Yep. Guess they're yeah, gonna beat the shit out pleasant. of us now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. 2012, everybody. <laughs> that, that wasn't realistic at all. <laughs> Alright, so he takes the bus home. And, uh, you know, the, the, the wife is there. She's all nice. Like, hey, it's it's okay. They only got $300. The important thing is we're together and I'm only three days to retirement. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're basically fucking oh, dead. She's oh, there's a, a baby too. Oh, no, no. She's designing a dress she's going to sell to somebody? 
Am I yeah, crossing this over with something this else? This is I don't know, so right? familiar. Uh, uh, is that... You guys know anything about her being a seamstress? No, I might be, I might be crossing it? up. I, I might be transposing things. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of trash TV this week. A lot. Wait, was this part was... of the uh, Eli Laroff presents <laughs> a ghost ruined my life? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, if you thought Ghost Adventures was absolute <laughs> fucking trash, Eli Roth presents A Ghost Ruined My Life on the Travel Channel or whatever. But it's all like lifetime reenactments. Fuck, it is horrible. <laughs> it's like Steve and the dog both sigh and leave the room. <laughs> but he's, he's got to have it on in the background while she's doing stuff. And what I'm I like, like cool. is I can be absorbed in a project and yeah. not even notice that it's gone into the next episode. <laughs> It's that mesmerizing of a performance. Anyway. Yeah. But Thanksgiving's coming soon, so, you know. <laughs> Look, babe, some of us just have to escape into existential dread Wait, in into our own way. Or from existential dread. <laughs> it can be both. Yeah, you just go from one dread to another. I mean, isn't yeah. that just what living in the yeah. modern world That's, is? Say, Diana... There are a lot of questions finally getting answers right now. Maybe a few. Yeah. Look, sometimes I need to escape into my existential dread to escape the horrors of reality. Like this movie. That's right. <laughs> right. Excellent segue, babe. Yeah, okay, so the wife is making some Untidy Venus products, right? Is that That's right. Yeah, yeah. Available at untidyvenus.etsy.com. And then uh, Statham, he like goes and like takes a shower, and he comes back down, and he's like, Oi, something smells good, babe. And then he sees her just, like, lying down in the kitchen with, like, blood on the ground. He's like, oh, shit! Shit, shit, shit! Or, or uh, that's right, she was, like, stabbed or whatever. And then some masked intruder guy just, like, knocks yeah, him the fuck out. He does. Or, no, sprays him. That's right, sprays him sprays with some him shit. Sprays him with some shit. Because I'm like, oh, no, he's macing him. That's that's only going <laughs> to enrage the state, though. But, no, it passed. It, it See, I was thinking, out. oh, no, they've aerosoled that Chinese shit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> And he wakes up. <laughs> and then our intruder gives him finger guns. That's right. This is going to be very important later. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. He... Chekhov's finger gun. That's <laughs> one. That's right. Uh, yeah, so Statham wakes up and he's still in the kitchen and, you know, wife's still dead. He's like, oh shit. And then the cops, like, Johnny on the spot, kicking down the door. Freeze! <laughs> So then we cut to six months later. And he's being mm-hmm. transported to Terminal Island, which we, I, I think, learned in the uh, opening scroll or whatever, that it's like the uh, the baddest of the bad are sent there. And anyone out, out there is basically on, like, death row and, you know, prisoners are basically... It, it's where they fight to the death and all that shit, right? Which, like, mm-hmm. it's super weird to me that, like... All right, let's pretend that even he was guilty of, like, killing his wife... A guy who who has one murder under his belt of somebody, like, familial is sent there with guys who are, like, potentially just, like, killed a thousand people in a stadium or something? Like, lifers. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right? That seems harsh. I mean, kill, like, kill, not that killing your yeah. wife is great or anything, but there is a mm-hmm. difference between, like, the guy who just drives around a gas station shooting anybody in a red hat versus the guy who, like... Kills his wife because they got in an argument and he doesn't have any impulse control. Yeah, so yeah. 
this I'm not I, justifying I say, either yeah. of them. I just have to put that on there. That's what you're doing. I'm but, not, but no. I'm no. saying those are no. two different guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But well, they, they did make the point that like prison overcrowding is a huge problem in the society. Yeah. You know, he gets he gets thrown into a cell with like three other guys in a few minutes. So like maybe they only have three or four prisons in this country, and it's like uh, uh, murder. Yeah, throw them in there. Throw, throw them in with the rest of those guys. You yeah, know, we, yeah. we just had a bunk it, open up because some fish got shanked to death. Or yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they just have the mur- so they have the murder prison, and then they have like the blue collar prison and then they have the like rich guy prison which is just a ski resort <laughs> yeah yeah it cuts down on expenses makes the prisons more profitable that way you know you gotta cram in like See, sardines. Would, if anything i was more like raising my eyebrow though the fact that he went from arrested to convicted and going to prison in six months oh they they've stepped it up like judge dread style okay. like it's uh <laughs> mm-hmm. He was yeah, out again, of credits they, on his uh, community yeah. cre- uh, credit card. That, that's my thing with like every movie ever made where it's like, oh no, I got to go to court <laughs> four days after the crime. Like, yeah, you got like a good two years. Don't worry about it. I honestly was wondering if maybe like at this point in society, since the corporations own the prisons and they got to keep them full, um, mm-hmm. if it was like one of those like, oh yeah, no, you're going to be in this top like max prison until your arraignment date. <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah maybe it's just these these futuristic sci-fi prisons you know that they, they're gonna be for profit they gotta make them streamlined they gotta make them efficient you know not like our real life for-profit prisons that are uh lackadaisical see izzy i think what's important here is that you've kind of poked a hole into what's going on perhaps like a series of circumstances has made it till he made it to this exact prison what it's an interesting it's almost like he was supposed was... to be there at a certain time in a certain day I mean, something seems to be just, making this just happen. Just in time for uh, Death Race Mania 25 or whatever. Hmm. Right. Did a certain someone have her thumb on the scales of justice behind the scenes? What are you accusing me of, Ryan? Yeah, it was definitely you. <laughs> Guys, that's crazy. So after we get to see uh, Jason Statham showing off his abs and tats and getting hosed down and beating Bucky naked. Did you say abs? Because we got to see the other side as well. Dude, he had abs on his back. Back abs. <laughs> Like, I do love that. Yeah, that, that, I, yeah. The, the prison intake process includes like glamour shots of of all his tattoos, <laughs> every angle. And give me the pout. <laughs> so then we uh, we see him in the yard, and we're introduced to the warden, Warden Hennessy, played by Joan Allen of all people. Hey. Woo! And, and mm-hmm. uh, I like how she like just walks by, just casually, you know, nice little like short business suit, skirt, and whatever, and. Yeah, no, uh, no, no cat calling, no nothing like that. In fact, Hector, one of the other prisoners, is like there goes the biggest badass in this whole place. They all respect her. Apparently, I'm sure it's one of those things that like one guy cat called her, and she had uh, the guards rip him out of his cell, and she bit off his testicles with her teeth or something. Or had Jason Clark do it? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's more respect if she did it herself. there was like one remark about how hot she was but it was very kind of like under the breath very subtle am i remembering that right yeah yeah yeah, right was that just you Uh, oh oh was that yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) right right just hearing the echo off the wall in the room next to my god damn she's hot hello (laughs) i mean i I was kind of calling the screen but in the in the movie it was quiet (laughs) yeah Hey, it's the, it's the chick from Face Off. Yeah, yeah, the sexy one, not not Gina Gershon, but the... we all have our types. Uh, so... 
Uh, so yeah, then we're also uh, we also see Ian McShane for the first time, Coach. Oh, I love me some Ian McShane so much. Same. He's a, just he's good at everything. It is, and this is such a good scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He sees uh he sees that new fresh meat Statham walking around, and uh, <sighs> and uh, I I never caught the other guy's name. No. Uh, Ian McShane's uh, we'll say on the spectrum. Oh, uh, oh, lists, lists, yeah, list. His name was List. Uh, wow. Lists, plural, I think. Plural. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's there too, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you know who that is? That's Jensen Ames. He's former race car legend." And blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, "Wait, what? Where is that in the opening scroll?" <laughs> Mario Andretti just got got put into prison. I mean, right? I thought he was working in a mine. <laughs> They they had a lot of exposition to fit in. They had to prioritize. Yeah, yeah, that's what list list is exposition. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's his last name. List exposition. List exposition. But uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. They're in the mess hall or whatever, and uh, some guy spits in uh, Statham's food, and you know he just kind of casual about it. But then we see Pachenko, and uh, I, I don't know Pachenko. I guess he's supposed to be Russian or something, right? No, he's super, super good at Chinese slot machines. I thought so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, he, he sets up Satan and he's Seems like... He's like, God damn it, that is, fits into this movie so way too well. <laughs> anyway, he walks up Satan and he's like, uh, What are you doing here, wife killer? And of course, that just causes a big old fight to happen, but then all the cops come in and just start beating some ass. Or they, they basically have them pinned down and they like have the guns like pointed right out. It's like, everybody sit down! Sit down! <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, yeah, they take uh, Statham to see the warden and she's like, hmm, interesting. You have a lot of talents here, Mr. Ames, or whatever. What do you know about Death Race? And uh, at this point, I'm like, this is where you're like, he's instantly going to put together like, Oh, I fucking see what's going on here. <laughs> Former race car driver brought into a prison just in time for, hey, what do you know about this death race thing? Like, um, I know it took over Formula One about four years ago. That's why I've been working in the mines or something. <laughs> but uh, basically she's like, yeah, you know, Frankenstein, he's, uh, he's due to make a comeback now. He's been in the hospital for six months. Actually, he's been dead since uh, for the last nah. six months, and uh, we're just telling people he's been in the hospital. So we need someone to wear his mask, and uh, you know, blah blah blah. <clears throat> and uh, of course, you know, she's like, "Do you want to be Frankenstein?" He's like, uh, "Why the fuck would I want to do that?" She's like, "Well, because if you win five races, you're out of this place, and Frankenstein's won four, so you just got to win one, and then you're free, homie." <laughs> you know, she talks like this totally. Uh, <laughs> and it is that simple. They're going to let him win a race and leave. Yep, that's. I mean, wow, what a, what an incredible! Yeah. I'd be a fool to say no, right? Uh, but Statham, so he know, so he wins the race. They take his mask off. They see that he's the guy who was just like booked in there a couple weeks ago, and like, okay, that's your fifth race. You're free to go. Yeah. <laughs> Roll credits, guys. What do we think? Oh, but uh, yeah, it, it, eventually he's like. Uh, she, she's also like or you could say no and uh you know i could just make your life a living hell blah 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 and he's like all right whatever i do it and so he's uh joining part of coach's team uh you know then like i guess they have this very specialized auto shop that all the other uh inmate teams use and 
Uh, yeah, they they each have like a stall, and they're not allowed to go into each other's stalls. Although apparently that's that rule is flexible. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that confused me. I actually thought they got their own little section, but it turns out no, just their own stalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The section that's closed off. That's for that's for the the the, the officers or something. That's something completely different. We'll find out about that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Coach, he's uh, showing off the you know Frankenstein's car, the the Mustang V8 fastback that's been modified with that six inch <laughs> steel plate in the back, and all these guns, and bulletproof glass, and oil slick, and I don't know, fucking flamethrowers, you know, all all the works, right? Yeah, everything you want in your Subaru Outback. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also giving exposition like, oh yeah, you know, uh, the Warren she has the kill switch on all the guns. Uh, but, you know, during the race, which lasts three days, because three stages, there's these little things you can drive over for activating guns or activating shields. And uh, they're, what were they called? The, the deadheads. We found out more about this later. But but he's basically like, yeah, there's things all like turn the guns on. And um, he starts talking about like Ryan, the, the I, three. Oh, oh, go ahead. oh sorry. Uh, Ryan, did you call this deadly Mario Kart? Yeah, I was saying, yeah. I, I love that they found a way to turn it into Mario Kart. It's like. There's there's guns on the car, but you have to hit a magic box in order in order to use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, me and Izzy were watching this. And we're like, man, this would make a really good video game. And they were like, <laughs> I mean, I guess there was Twisted Metal. But... <laughs> no, but like this, like had so many good video game outfits. Yeah. Mm. But maybe guys... wonder if there was a. a, a maybe wonder if there was like a script workshopping phase where it's like, oh, they drive around and they like pick up weapons from the track and mount them on the car with like robot arms and. They just couldn't make the special effects work, so it's like, uh, drive over a little square, and we'll turn it on by remote control. You know? Yeah, there you go. Still exciting. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, he explains the three-day race. Basically, the first two are basically just a demolition derby to take out your competition, and then the third day is when it's actually a race. And I'm like, all right, that's a interesting way of doing it. But we meet the other drivers, or at least the ones that aren't absolutely cannon fodder. Uh, mm. We uh, we see 14K. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice uh shaven head robin show uh hector who we met earlier saying you know war- the war was the biggest badass ever pachenko who's obviously the bad guy um and travis colt who's another former uh like stock car racer or whatever that's been there but don't worry he's not gonna last long mm-hmm. and then there's machine gun joe aka roman <laughs> <laughs> roman and good old tyrese and uh he, I don't know, he, he, they're all there in the shop and he's like talking smack and I, I don't know. Uh, they, they talk about like the tracking bracelets and stuff like that. And uh, this is where um, Statham like sees a little tracking bracelet and they're like, oh yeah, all the, you know, you get these sometimes when, uh, you know, the warden wants you to do things off campus or whatever, you know, off the prison yard. And then of course Statham immediately goes into a flashback about that intruder doing the finger guns and seeing that he was wearing a bracelet. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. All right, so we start stage Ooh. one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we get a whole thing of them, like, uh, basically uh, Statham's being walked through the prison as uh, Frankenstein with the mask on. And uh, basically, you know, uh, coaches like give him advice, like, hey, don't talk. It adds to the mystique, you know? <laughs> And then, uh, so they're getting in the cars, but remember earlier there was, uh, there was the girls that were riding shotgun in all yeah. these cars. They're called the navigators, everybody. At least that's what they are in the 2000. 
And so we got to ship them in from the women's prison. Oh, yes. All these girls coming out. And, well, like three girls, I think, coming out of this bus. And, of course, we get the slow-mo shots like it's the Fast and Furious uh, street racing or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. I got to flip their hair like it's a Pantene commercial. Totally. And uh, yeah. was it just me or was this like slightly younger Letty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Guys, yeah. this is totally the Fast and Furious universe and I'm okay with it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Deckard Shaw's falling on hard times. Roman finally got caught. <laughs> yeah. Not only did Roman get caught, but he also discovered his true self. Yeah. And he decided that he yeah. didn't want to live in the closet anymore. I'm surprised Tej wasn't his navigator. <laughs> and they had to build this massive prison just to hold the cast of the franchise. That's right. <laughs> thousands and thousands of criminals. Another wing, Jason Momoa. Oh, shit. If Vin Diesel was the voice of Frankenstein in the beginning. <laughs> we need you to come in and save this franchise. Oh, I think I can do that. <laughs> Pachenko's played. You need by the a rock. reboot. Uh, oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> anyway, um, where are we? Oh yeah. So, uh, oh yeah. We also get the exposition that you know. Oh my God, Jason Statham picked this role just to be under a mask the whole time. And uh, luckily, coaches are like, "It's okay. You can take the mask off once you're inside the car because they have like the the armored windows uh, or whatever. One sided mirror. Oh, one sided mirror. Oh, okay. That's the the, the exact words. <laughs> ah. But uh, yeah, it actually made me think of my own trivia where I'm just like, huh, just like Judge Dredd, where they just decided, hey, let's have a character that has a mask on the whole time. But no, we're not going to waste our Sylvester Stallone with that. Take that. Take the take the shield off. Yeah, I mean, it's like this guy's getting paid how much? Lose the mask. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to, star be, power. to be fair, Death Race 2000 is the same thing. And I mean, I, uh, sorry, David Carradine, uh, Jason Statham's a little more handsome than you. <laughs> Oh, and they say that in this movie. Oh, yeah. Right. You're better looking than the better other guy. Better looking than the last Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, good old Letty. Or, uh, what, what, what is, what was her name? It was Letty. Uh, oh, in this? Uh, Case? Case, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. yeah well, I, I was just very amused that uh, in this, like, extremely personality-driven, audience-focused spectacle, they don't, like, put a little camera on the dashboard to point at the driver's face. Or even like the hot chick's face. I mean, nope, uh, nope, nope. They've got the uh, the rose tinted glass. He can take the mask off while he drives. Yeah, well, you know, you always see the uh, stock car racers like through the helmet and everything, right? Like you always see their yeah, face. Yeah, like yeah, it's like we we have that in real life, and they wear the helmet in the car. Oh, do we? I don't know. I've never seen. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I really little, watch you stock see car racing. Face, but you do like see their like head bobbing. Yeah, they head, like bobbing. And then they have going the, two miles an hour. Yeah, and, and then they have like the camera over their shoulders, so you can sort of see part of the dash and out uh, the window. Yeah, true. Right, but then all of the viewers would hear all of the, like the corruption that's going on, so they can't have that. So oh, you can get it out that. just like you do with the NFL and the NBA. You would be amazed how many n words are dropped in an NBA game. Is that why? Or maybe you wouldn't be. Goes I don't know. quiet every three minutes. Oh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> whenever it's like, oh yeah, we have this player, Mike. Let's see some highlights for whatever, and it's like thirteen seconds of uh, the last two hours. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> usually when they're in timeout yeah but uh (laughs) yeah sorry so yeah this this first stage one is uh three laps you get guns on the second round and uh you know the coach is like hey it helps to be in front so you know you always drop turtle shells behind you or whatever and so we race (laughs) (laughs) and uh 
yeah, Joe, he's driving like his his basically tank. Uh, I think it's called the Ram or something. Mm-hmm. I saw somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's just like Mario Kart because you know they got the weapons they're dropping all over the place. There's shortcuts, which are like okay, cool. Um, there's you know they drive over the little things, uh, and one of the other. Uh, you know, drive everything to get your guns, uh, operate your mm-hmm. shields and like flamethrowers and shit. And yeah, then... yeah, you can be in attack mode or you can be in, in shield mode. And then there's also death heads. Anybody uh... want to explain what a death head is? I uh, see. I didn't fully understand it when they were doing it in the dialogue, but yeah. when somebody managed to have one of those light up and they drive over, I guess it has to have all four wheels. This metal contraption thing pops up. That basically it's like, oh, hello, car that just decided to come in right behind me. Uh, you've just crammed yourself right into it. And there's all these like spikes that you've just gone into it to make sure, oh, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Pop up yeah. roadblock. It does <laughs> seem like it would only be deadly if you drive over it like right on a, at a straight angle. Like, yeah. yeah. If you drove over it at 45 degrees, you'd probably be safe. But I don't know. Yeah. It's and one of those things that... like if you drove over it and then like like swerved right the last minute if there was someone like on your ass or whatever they would probably run into it like, yeah. yeah and i think that's why it's not activated until later because it's one of those like oh this thing's really cool but only for very specific situations yeah. and the best part is like even after the cars like ran into the spikes and everybody inside is dead just to make sure like it'll go back down into the ground and it ends up like crushing and like chopping the <laughs> car yeah. up into bits until it fucking explodes <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I think we hit on a great idea for for a sequel there. You know, when they make uh, Death Race 3 Tokyo Drift, you can, like, drift <laughs> sideways over the thing to set it off, and then someone behind you goes into it from a different angle. Yeah, and... where's Han? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, 14K's Han. <laughs> no, just ask. Don't worry, he's coming more. back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what happens here? Oh, yeah, um... Yeah, Hector ends up like uh, dumping oil like all over Joe's ram or whatever, so he gets an old <laughs> crash or whatever. But then he gets missiled by 14k. Yeah. But Hector's still alive, and he comes out of the car, and he's like, oh, "You can't kill me. You am the baddest. Yeah. I'm invincible. I am death itself." <laughs> Machine gun Joe comes yeah. back into the race and takes him out. Ugh, yeah. so gross. this is the grossest part of the movie right yeah and it's real fucking quick mm. too like, it is but yeah. it is a little splattery yeah i mean if you talk about like body gross absolutely the miscarriage of justice izzy that's pretty gross that is pretty disgusting but then mm-hmm. again so is the whole first half of this film mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and after that uh oh. Apparently, you can also shoot up the other team's pit crews and stuff when you're done in that area. Because uh, I think it's like Machine Gun Joe's just yeah. run a tat 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 and everybody's like, get down! <laughs> and like, yeah, some of those guys are getting hit. Um, I, I think that people tend not to because you might take out your own team, but it's pretty obvious that Machine Gun Joe will take out his own team if he needs to. He, yeah, right. He's not concerned. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but Joe's on. Uh, on freaking sense, but trying to shoot him, and uh, um, oh my god, uh, Statham, whatever, yeah, Statham, he's uh, trying to use the the napalm thing that he's got, but it won't fire, and uh, or the navigator's trying to, and he's like, quick, get on my lap, uh, yes sir, and she hops on over. Oh, and his whole team can hear his radio, and they're all looking yeah. at each other like, oh yeah, yeah here we go, and then he like tears out the napalm canister, sets it in the the 
uh, shotgun side, uh, uh, passenger yeah. side chair, ejects that shit. Ejects the Cito, cuz. That's right. Uh, and like the napalm gets all over Joe's thing. And then they like pull out the lighter. Merry Christmas, asshole. What are the odds of a lighter staying lit yeah. and hitting the thing you're throwing it at? Uh, yeah, doing the <laughs> yeah, shouting "Merry Christmas, asshole!" shows real confidence in that plan because you're just going to look so much dumber if like it bounces off and nothing happens. Yeah. By the way, guys, <laughs> this is a Christmas movie. Hey, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, then at the uh, the end of the race or whatever, like you know, three people are dead, six are still alive. Uh, one of them still alive is Pachenko. Yeah, uh, but he uh, he's driving by uh, you know Frankenstein's car and gives him the little uh, little finger guns or whatever, and then uh, you basically see hear, hear Statham weep, 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 weep. <laughs> cut back to flashback to the uh, finger guns from earlier in the movie. Yeah. So then uh, it's around this time Statham goes to talk to the warden about these conveniences that have gotten him in this situation, and she's like. Look, I don't know what you're talking about. You're the one that killed your wife. Uh, by the way, is this your daughter? Does this look familiar? Because these yeah. are the the people that I'm having raise your daughter while you're in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve was a little confused by the way she uh, she worded this at first. Look, yeah, so... <laughs> I was like... Because I, I swear she said, like, Oh, is this your daughter here with... And I think she said, like, um, what she your, said her was, new parents what, or whatever. No, what she said was, uh, "Is this your daughter?" And this is the man she will call dad. Yeah. But I, th- but Steve was taking a note right at that moment. I, and I, I think... swear she said parents at some point because I'm like, wait, like like his parents are watching his daughter because <laughs> the guy in the picture is also still like bald and pretty buff or whatever. So it's like, but yeah, this is the one she's going to be calling daddy because they're raising her. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, he, he gives her a little stare down and, you know, she's sitting there just by herself. He's uncut, but, you know, he also knows she has a shotgun under the table pointing at his junk. So he's like, all right, then, let's do it, you know, go back to work. Uh, <laughs> so then he talks with Coach and, uh, you know, they talk about the BS legal system for a while. And I'm like, I hear you, buddy. Uh, and then we find out uh, Machine Gun Joe's a cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. He cuts. He he. Uh, every time he ki- takes a life, he cuts it into his face. Uh, okay. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, it's just yeah, like some um, weird thing. Ian McShane mentioned it at like one point, but oh, very okay. briefly when he was like just exposition dumping. Yeah. Yeah. He he. When we heard that originally, it sounds kind of like uh oh he he cut scars into himself to show to show it off, but then. Later, when he, he's like praying as he does it, almost as like kind of a penitence kind of thing, is yeah. what I was picking up on. Yeah, it's a little weird, but just maybe foreshadowing that maybe he's not all such a bad person deep down. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I I missed that. I did think it was interesting that like he's being set up very much as like the the biggest rival, the the hottest other driver, and yet also has kind of the least like villain establishing he's a he's a really violent bad guy moment so yeah i, I think what, see they were, the, what i what i did appreciate about his character at least that i got was that yeah like he's not evil but he will do whatever it takes to get out yeah 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 he's definitely like the braggart sports rival but uh yeah he he is um, you know like roman yeah, yeah. He, he is uh how should we say goal oriented 
There we go. Mm. <laughs> All right, so it's late night. They're in the sh- uh, Statham's in the shop, like working on the car, or whatever. Blah blah blah. He's really just there, just finding, uh, you know, waiting for Pachinko to walk by, and he does. So then Statham's following him. Not really sneaky either. Like I swear, he's like twelve feet behind them. I was expecting Pachinko to turn around, like the fuck do you want? But no. Um, but yeah, they turn a corner. Oh shit, he's ambushed by the by Pachinko's crew. Ah! Ah! And they start like choking and like beating the shit out of uh, Statham. And then uh, yeah, they got like a chain around his neck and is holding him there. Pachinko grabs like you know one of those like giant wrenches, the like. Yeah. Two foot sword wrenches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's about to, you know, funk. But then he's saved by. Uh, <laughs> he's saved by uh, Liss. That's his name. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Liss. He's Simple Jack in my notes. Uh, <laughs> Liss. <laughs> so Liss got like. Oh, that's right. He like stabs a stabs Pachenko in the back with like a screwdriver or something like that. It's a it's a pen. Was it a pen? Oh, okay. It was not even like a whole screwdriver. It was just like a pen because it was more just long. Like what the what? Yeah. Like, are you saying we were robbed of a pen is mightier than the sword uh, joke? Uh, uh, check the director's I mean, cut. Anyway, was uh, for John help Wick too much. Uh, he killed seven men with a pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then of course that causes a big old fight. Um, you know, uh, Statham ends up like grabbing a muffler and is about to <laughs> fucking destroy Pachenko. But, uh, you know, then, you know, they both get tased and basically saved by the tasers as the cops show up like, all right, you two break it up, <laughs> you know, save it for the truck, uh, save it for the track, you know? <laughs> so then we're into stage two and then, uh, yeah, they start the race, but, uh, Statham, he's, he's just dropping back. He's just like idling. Everybody's like, well, you know, you're supposed to like win this race, right? And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, he he basically looks over at a uh, uh, case or whatever, you know, the the, the chick red right, shotgun is like, did you kill the old Frankenstein? The word told me to. I I was just trying to get out of here. She said I I had to take care of it or they take care of me. He's like, all right, that's all I needed to hear. And then basically he like flips on the Nas and just gets back into the race. <laughs> Oh, because he was going to eject Ocedo her while they were oh, inside yeah, yeah. the building. Yeah, yeah. Right. That would have made for a, a lovely little splatter. But. Yeah, he also made her confess that um, she had uh, sabotaged the the oil in his last race. Because everything oh, yeah, they tried the, is like, the it's na- not working. When the napalm wasn't working, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically it's just like she said, I, I have to make sure you don't win. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in the race, yeah, you know, a lot of guns shooting back, spinning around back, shooting the guns backwards and shit. Smoke, I don't know, uh, fucking cars get flipped. Um, I don't know, a lot of shit going on. Uh, Pachenko, though, um, oh, that's right. Uh, so yeah, he's just concentrating on Pachenko, like just unloading on him. He got all the shields, doing all the shit. And then the Pachenko's car like ends up like flipping or whatever and he gets hurt. And then uh, that's when Statham, like, slams on the brakes, throws it in reverse, (laughs) hits Pachenko with his open door. (laughs) And then, guys, what happens? Oh, he he gets out of the car, which is probably a terrible idea when you're in a death race. Right. Um, Goes over to Pachenko, puts him in a little headlock, and... uh, there was some dialogue, but I don't think I remember what it was. Yeah, it was, it was something like, uh, smile for the camera, motherfucker, or whatever. It That's right. <laughs> and then in your classic form of... 
He dead. Yep. And you know the, this whole this whole scene. The only thing I can think is like first with when, when he when he stops to like interrogate Case, and then again when he stops to go back for Pachenko, everyone's all astonished. It's like, oh, you're you're not racing. You got to go faster. You got to. And I'm thinking like, is it necessarily a good strategy to go as fast as you can to where all the other cars are and like they're all shooting each other? Like, there's probably a whole game theory thing of like. So so yes, you want to be up front because only the front cars get the shields and the weapons. Uh, yeah, power-ups. Wh- whoever drives over the things first get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, I feel like if I were doing that, I'd probably be just, like, deliberately driving half a lap back from them, and then just, like, they're probably all going to kill each other anyway, so. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I'm yeah, going gonna... to... I'll be able to see the oil slick coming, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll catch up to the Peloton when, when the crowd has thinned a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, but, you know, at this point now, Statham's out of the car, and Machine Gun Joe's coming around the corner, and he sees it, and, uh... Yeah, what happens? Like he's like getting ready to take him. I'll say them like he's got the guns ready to go, but the guns aren't working for some reason. Like I guess they got turned off or whatever. Oh yeah, because they can control the guns. Yeah, yeah. So from... but, so he's angry. Mm-hmm. Ejecto Cedo, cause he tosses his navigator out of the fucking car. Thunk. And, and, That's right. And, the, and this this one where you're like. The guy goes into the poster or whatever right outside oh, yeah, the door. Oh yeah, that was kind of visceral. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had an entire reaction where that actually felt like worse, Izzy, than uh, shoot. You what's know, his name? yeah, Hector. you're right because this felt more real. Like that thunk was was mm-hmm. really uh-huh. like jarring versus the uh, the other one. Yeah, definitely. Like we, we, it was CG, and it was like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, that thunk was just like, oh. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, Joe, he's got to go into the pit crew and get a new navigator. And everybody's like, no, no, it's your turn. You're, 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 you gotta go. You they, gotta get in they there. They all literally shove this one guy in. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, hey, hey Joe, the, my name is, I don't give a fuck what your name is. And I'm like, back into the race. <laughs> but then the warden says, bring out the dreadnought. <gasps> Guys, what's the dreadnought? It's the war rig. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically like a, maybe not a semi-truck, but about the size of a semi-truck. Kind of like a Oh, it was a semi, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. And uh, with just, you know, carrying machine guns instead of cargo, just like as many guns as you could fit on it. Loaded yeah, flame throwers and shit. Yeah. Throwers. yeah, just like guys in armor standing on top of this big mobile platform shooting at every car they see. Yeah, and, and yeah, there's th- this is like the part of the movie where just all the fucking explosions come out. Just, yeah. They're just driving on, boom, and flamethrowers. And so then basically we're down to three people at this point because, you know, they take care of the fodder. You know, was it Travis Cole and two guys that didn't even get their names? Yeah, so you've literally just called them fodder. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, is is fourteen K still in the race at this point? Uh, yes, at this, a, at this point they're down to the Frankenstein, yeah. uh, Joe, and fourteen K. Yeah, and I'm just asking annoying questions. Like, so are they supposed to be impartial in this, or is it, how does this affect like the, the competitive integrity of the of the race? Are they are they given instructions oh, for like who to shoot? Sweet, or? sweet, sweet, naive Ryan. It's all yeah. being led by the warden. She's she's off in them any way she can. I you know for profit prisons are one thing, but just the 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 lack of competitive integrity in this death race, man. I don't know. It's it's uh, just depressing, you know. His Ryan, Ryan do you watch sports. football? 
I, I, I watch some football, yes. Uh, you, you ever notice how sometimes holding is called and uh, other times it isn't? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, see, this is why I need to, to have an existential crisis. Steve, or, you know, this is honey, just, Brian still this is all too real. they're a non-profit organization. Oh, so the NFL? Yeah. They're not? <laughs> they were up until like 10 years ago when everybody started making fun of it. And the government's like, yeah, we should probably change that. But, but oh. they still get like money from governments for stadiums, Steve. They sure oh, do, yes, Diana. They do, because they bring people, <laughs> they bring business to the towns. That's I mean, right. I don't think, Las and I'm Vegas sure they pay help. just as much taxes as I do. <laughs> if probably <not> more. slightly <laughs> less. Okay, but boxing isn't crooked, right? That's just something they made up for Snake Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, boxing is purely legit. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I have something to believe in. MMA, uh, baseball has never been corrupted in any way whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Just ask Houston. No. Uh. Oh, I was about to say, like, you mean the Black Sox? (laughs) Uh, About 100 years after that, but yes. What about Pete Rose? Oh, uh, unimpeachable, you might say. Hmm. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, so 14K is getting a little bit of trouble because uh, basically he pulls up alongside the war rig and his uh, navigator chick just gets drilled by, like, the the wheels, spears or whatever. Oh, yeah. Gutted. Gutted. And then he gets caught up in these drug... They're, like, dragging... Yeah, they're, like, dragging, like, a a spiked fishnet for cars. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no, I'm a dolphin caught in a net. And then, and then, of course, whenever something is in the net, how are you going to get it out of there? Luckily, you've got a tank cannon on the back of this Woo! thing. <laughs> and it puts it right between 14K's eyes. Diana, what's he say? Fuck me. I like the little Chinese subtitles under that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they've had the American subtitles under all the Chinese. That was That was clever. Yeah. We were we were watching the whole thing with subtitles just because the audio was a little a little tough and uh, yeah, it was on I, DVD I think, too. Just so you know, yeah, yeah. I, and uh, I I, th- I think I have to point that out to Diana. The joke did not register for the first time she watched it because, <laughs> like, of course, it, of course, there's subtitles, right? Uh, no. Yeah. So we're down to the final two, and that's the end of stage two. Uh, so yeah, we get a whole thing where oh no no wait we're, no we're down to the final two. Sorry, the race isn't over quite yet, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we, we basically get away where uh, Statham is able to chat with Joe via, I don't know, CB radio or something that was yeah. talked about before. So I actually got to pay attention to this. So um, he calls his team and he says, patch me through. Yeah. And you see Liss uh, take one and plug it in. Because the whole thing is just like, well, he's not going to talk to anybody. Just keep it all unplugged. But Liss just kind of very, you know, he obediently plugs it in to patches him over to Joe via CB yeah, and he's like, "Hey, we gonna take out this uh, dreadnought here." Oh no! He got, hey, this is Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I'm like, "Well, he knows who Frankenstein is now," <laughs> you know. And now <laughs> oh, there's collusion they... <laughs> between the racers. Oh my god! Oh, it's so corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no ethics. <laughs> You're right. But uh, Ryan, how, how do they take out the dreadnought? That um, I I hate the quizzes. Uh, <laughs> do they ex- 
do they exploit one of the uh, one of the little Death's Head uh, tiles? I think they, is that they is that... sure do. They uh, yeah. activate it and it comes up and the dreadnought goes right into it. And it's actually a really fucking impressive crash. I thought because yeah, it's this thing hitting at full speed and just pff, explodes and you see like these. I I honestly couldn't tell if they were dummies or like really brave <laughs> stuntmen flying off of the top of this exploding semi, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah the the guys who were manning the machine guns just go like flinging off like ragdolls yeah that was that was pretty impressive yeah it's pretty sweet um and then yeah uh, uh you know after the race or whatever yeah they both make it to end of the stage or whatever so they're on to the round three uh but of course you know joe recognizes the accent from the call so they go to chat after the race um and uh yeah and we also get this completely pointless scene where we got to the warden like in her office and she's like, well, I'm going to kill Jensen Ames now. And we're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Stage three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, during sta- right before stage three, like the warden's like giving a, a speech or whatever. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> this was the greatest pep talk ever. <laughs> yeah. Take, take it away, Diana. Oh, damn it. Uh, so I sadly, I, I don't have it in front of me. But what was so great is that she never stopped harping on about like, the worst of the worst come here. You do not belong in society. In case you had any self-esteem whatsoever, you're all trash. But the good news is, you're all going to race something, something out there. I don't care whatever it is. Go on ahead and go. Yeah. Speech over. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Officer uh, Jason Clark or whatever, he's in the uh, the shop area, and he's planning a bomb on Frankenstein's car. What? And <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't a couple sticks of dynamite with a ticking clock on it, honestly, but <laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, so then um, we cut to, uh, you know, Statham and Ian McShane. They're watching a video of Hector's death. And they're, uh, uh, basically, McShane says, right there, you see it? Yeah. All right, we need a modification. I need a half-gallon tank of gas, uh, uh, you know, reserve tank of gas on the back of this thing. Okay, I think we well, can figure you, that you out. you like a 30-gallon tank. What do you need a half a gallon? My what? reason's all my own. Anyway. Whatever, man. And then, uh, yeah, he goes over to see, uh, Machine Gun Joe over in their shop area. And, uh... Yeah, because the, the, the limits on where the prisoners are allowed to go is more of an honor system kind of thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and like, hey, you and Frankenstein should talk. Mm. Or, or, you know, Statham's like, you and Frankenstein should finally talk. All <laughs> uh, right. And that's the end of that scene. And then we cut to, hey, 70 million people around the world watching. Join the pay-per-view now. Go to dot, 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 eh, whatever. And <laughs> it's the biggest event of the year. <laughs> and so then the two cars pull up. And uh, Joe rolls up in his Ram, and he has, what was it, seven RPGs or some shit like that on the top of the vehicle? (laughs) And everybody's like, "Uh, we can do that? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the the warden, uh, well, yeah, we see Statham, like, doing the the pull-ups and stuff, showing off those (laughs) supremely chiseled laps and whatnot. And uh, the warden's Why does that guy wear jackets in all the Fast and Furious movies? Come on. <laughs> yeah, why don't you put on another sweater? <laughs> <laughs> one, but, uh, one of the best. Right. <laughs> one of the best jokes. But uh, the warden brings, like, the signed release papers, and she's like, all you have to do 
is just get to the race alive and win of course but you know that's the thing by the way have you considered staying with us and keeping you know continuing doing this i mean <laughs> could be good for you are you really even daddy material on the outside i mean think about it and i'm just like uh okay you turn into like jedi mind trick jason statham it ain't gonna happen to us it, it's not like Shawshank where he's been in there for 20 years and has officially yeah. broken his spirit. You mean like Coach? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, Diana, <laughs> has he been in this prison four days? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. It, it seems like maybe it's been a week. Uh, like, like, yeah, maybe. Uh, like, is it the next day? Like, because it starts like day two, right? So, yeah, this would be like day four. I mean, he had to get acquainted with his team. So, okay, let's oh, that's, see here. Oh, that's just a few beers away. Oh, no, 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 that's fair. But there's no beer in prison, Steve. I'm sorry. How, uh, I'm how, sorry. How that's space? A few yeah. Pruno or whatever the toilet wine <laughs> is. Pretty. I don't know. Maybe. Some toilet Merlot. Yeah. So how, how spaced out are these broadcasts, though? Are they, like, just doing them on consecutive days, or are they, like, only on weekends? Yeah, I, I assume it's, like, a pay-per-view, like, weekend event, where it's, like, you know, the, the three stages, like, day one, day two, day three. But then the next death race is a couple of months later oh so it's all all the same weekend okay i was thinking like yeah. consecutive saturdays maybe oh okay. no not yeah. when you can get you know the momentum of like one two three you know ninety nine dollars ninety nine dollars two hundred dollars people yeah. would not pay 200 if it's like okay and then three weeks from now you get to watch the third race yeah and about that are, are people shelling out the big pay-per-view bucks for like okay the 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 third stage is the most hyped 70 million viewers but they're down to only two racers and like with all this incredibly dangerous stuff how likely is it that like one of them is going to die during the first two minutes of the broadcast and then what the other guy just like finishes the whole thing at like 20 miles an hour like right have you ever seen a mike tyson fight I, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a reason there's five or six warm-up fights before mike tyson comes out and kills the guy in 37 seconds all right oh are there, are there like warm-up races happening off screen or no oh, i don't know but <laughs> it's like the it, it's like the oh yeah I, I i can imagine there's like minimum security prisons that have a whole like death race farm system and there's like minor league races that are yeah there's the, there's the, the time lapse and stuff i, I don't know mm-hmm but isn't that why they're watching, though? It's just to, just to watch people die? Oh, no, actually, hmm. Yeah, it's not like you can go on the internet and watch, like, videos of people dying or something like that. Hmm. Not in 2012. That's Faces yeah, that's of what, Death. Yeah. Check it out, everybody. Anyway, yeah, I was a little confused with, with Hennessy's <laughs> media strategy for, like, the, the, the dreadnought. That, like, if these people have, like, fans and followings and, like, let's just kill five of them all in, in the space, like, 30 seconds. Is that really, like... I thought I, I I thought she was all about like sustainable viewership and like the ratings can't drop no matter what or I think it's a lot like Lost like in the second season where it's just like uh people aren't liking these characters so we better kill them off really quickly. Yeah, yeah, okay. So oh, well that makes sense. Okay, so she was doing like a red wedding thing where like Oh, it's like Game of Thrones. It's like, it's like I don't oh, like oh, this the, cast yeah. kill them. Yeah, the water cooler talk more than makes up for for, you know, the any kind of loss of interest or like oh yeah. my fa- oh i oh 14k is not in this i don't even want to watch anymore yeah it's, <laughs> it's sort of a like the dreadnought is sort of an amped up fiery explosive version of uh money in the bank a few years ago when uh ray mysterio and alistair black got thrown off the side of the building what <laughs> alistair black never came back i'm pretty sure he died everybody oh he died <laughs> he died in that match uh never forget what <laughs> 
Hashtag wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> not, not much of a grappler, huh? All right, that's cool. <laughs> We weren't either until like a month before that happened. And so you just had more questions like, wait, they got thrown off the side of the building. Like, are they coming back next week on Raw or what's, what's happening? But anyway, uh, where are we? Uh, okay, so we race. Yes. And uh, uh, the uh, Warren keeps deactivating the weapon and shield buttons for Frankenstein. And they're driving over and saying, oh no, she's rigging the race. Uh, it's ridiculous. No integrity. Yeah, but uh, uh, Joe's getting Ryan's in Ryan's in tears over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Another holding call, Raph, come on. <laughs> but uh, but Joe, he's getting them and, you know, just just lighting them from behind. Just, and he's got the shields and stuff, too. And then... Uh, uh, Statham, he's like, all right, get ready to drop the tombstone on my mark. And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea for the last guy. He's like, just three, two, one, drop it. And it comes off, and Joe swerves and misses him. Ha ha, I didn't think it'd fall for that again, motherfucker. And uh, I don't know. I was honestly a bit confused by that, because I had forgotten that it was like the actual Frankenstein who did that the last time, not uh, not Statham. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was Carradine in his final mm-hmm. role. No, I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. There's like a little shield button up ahead and Satham's like, all right, I'm going to go get that thing. And Joe says, fuck that. Fires an RPG and blows up the button, which I didn't know was a strategy you could do. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that. I'm just like, you could yeah. do that? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. You get uh, fined for damaging the track equipment? I think it's a given. that th- Weren't you just talking about the integrity of the roads, too? You were You were really into the integrity of this race. Oh. oh yeah that would oh yeah that was something else that was bothering me that like with all the uh all the bullets and, and explosions and stuff going into the asphalt it was like they wouldn't even be able to drive on that after a while or the be, exploded like, cars that are still left on the track and you're coming mm. around for lap two or three and having to miss all those yeah yeah i just <laughs> i don't i don't think they could be like handling quite that well and what would essentially become gravel pretty quickly <laughs> yeah no. but then uh statham He's about to get blasted with an RPG. Nope, never mind. They just blast a hole in the fucking wall of the race. And they're already escaping on the bridge. Everybody's like, wait, where, what happened? Where are they going? What's what's going on? And uh, yeah, apparently uh, Statham, <laughs> apparently Deckard Shaw and Roman were working together. And now they're trying to make a Fast and Furious exit from this movie. And... I, I do love when they drop in the little dialogue. It's like, oh, it's good that we planned that ahead of time. Basically, yep. like, yeah, okay, yes, please, please remember, audience, that we set this up. We we did our homework. You know? I'm glad we had <laughs> that talk or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, the warden, she's like, shut, shut down the webcast. Just shut it down. And uh, she's like, all right, fuck this. I'm setting off that bomb on the car. Click, click. Nothing. Fuck. And apparently, coach and the crew took it out because they have like a little box sitting next to them. And I'm like, Oh, because they see like the light turn on. They're like, yeah, it's a good thing we deactivated that. You know, basically the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, uh, don't fuck with my car. Yeah. There it was. But yeah. but also, even beforehand, where they're just like, oh, I'm so glad he talked to you, Joe. You be, Me too, Frankenstein. It pans back over to the television that is still left on mm-hmm. in the exact spot that Coach left it. And you see that there's a little bit of a um, static right where the camera is. And that's how they knew, oh, there's just enough time to shoot the thing 
and then they won't see the cameras so we can make our escape. Yeah. But the uh the cops Brilliant. the cops they um I don't know, they can't quite catch them or whatever or like like they're like blowing through a gate and stuff like they're almost there and they're like all right, time to drop that ha- uh drop the 30 gallon tank or whatever. <laughs> Boom, blows up a bunch of the cop cars. <laughs> and they tear through the gate um and um uh yeah yeah joe's navigator gets killed or whatever somehow uh, got, like lit up with machine guns or something yep uh, but but guess machine gun joe he's just fine and i'm like holy shit it is roman he's invincible it's <laughs> <laughs> like he talked about an f9 you can't kill me <laughs> i'm going to space <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. So at this point, Hennessy has already uh, used the little like uh, remote switch that shuts off the weapons, but she's probably wishing she'd installed one that shuts off the engines too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. But then there's choppers following, uh, you know, Frankenstein Joe or whatever. But they're like, oh, we gotta like split up or whatever. All right, cool. And then, yeah. and then uh, I don't know. Statham like says, "All right, you ready, Letty?" <laughs> or Case or whatever her name is, and she's like, "Yeah." And then he just fucking jumps out of the speeding car and like rolls. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah, they're like driving through, I don't know, the port factory. Like I couldn't tell if it was like a shipping port or a smelting factory they're driving through, but whatever. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the choppers, they, you know, finally get around the car and they're like, all right, come out with your hands up. And we see Frankenstein getting out of the car and standing on top, or at least someone wearing the mask and the outfit and filling it out like Jason Statham. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Letty being that big, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then uh, we see Joe and uh, Joe and Frankenstein. Or I'm sorry, Joe and uh, what's his name? Jensen. That's right, Joe and Jensen. Uh, they're basically watching this all go down, and uh, they just like run, like hop on a train, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they're sitting there like, oh, man, are, what are you going to do now? Like, oh, I'm going to go see my baby girl. And he pulls out the little baby picture that the warden gave him or whatever with the dude's head, the the new daddy's head ripped off or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they talk about going to Miami. Yeah, that's right. I'm on my way to Miami. Can meet up with my friend Tej. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lover. Yeah. Love my lover. My man. Miami, a known uh, non-extradition territory. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Florida is its own country in 2012. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and but then they're like, man, it's a shame we didn't get that warden. Yet, what a shame. So then we cut to the warden's office. Uh, when do you guys want to take it away? Uh, yeah. So uh, apparently the media sensation was such a success that uh gifts are already rolling in and here's one right here a, a nice like gift wrap box with a silk ribbon and um opens it up to see that it's it's the the bomb that uh coach had removed from the car and apparently he was able to uh send it in as a gift somehow yeah <laughs> just don't check that it's like yeah and then we see coach outside he like hits a little detonator switch boom you see like the whole fucking floor explode or whatever and then he looks dead at the audience and says i love this game (laughs) we then cut to six months and two thousand miles later in santa rosalia mexico 
And uh, we see Deckard and Roman. They're just fix- working on cars or whatever, ready for... <laughs> they're working fast- on a car. Fast 11. And it's like, yeah. do we have to keep working on that car? Like, yep, because we're going straight. Yep, and then another car pulls up, and oh, look, it's Liddy. Yay, she made Yay. it out okay. How did, ma- how did she make it out okay? According to her, her uh, papers were already signed, so it's completely legit, Steve. I guess. All right. <laughs> But the but the religion like on contingent of her winning, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. I think it was contingent on them not winning. The and... war- the warden exploding in a freak accident in an appalling suicide, you might say. An appalling suicide. <laughs> yeah, but right. um, like I said, perfectly legit paperwork was signed. Although according to her, it took a lot for that paperwork to be processed. Yeah. Bureaucracy now, if she. Man. If she technically wasn't blamed for the escape because she wasn't behind the wheel of the car, would that mean she's the only surviving participant and therefore the winner by default? I'll allow it. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then we get some narration. Check the from... death race rule book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the only rule in here is dogs can't drive. Yeah, anyway. I was going to say, ain't no rule says a woman can't win death race. Oh my God, that would be so great if like uh, Air Bud or a, a fucking dolphin or something were driving one of the fodder cars. <laughs> but it has to be some sort of dog from the pound. Because, you oh. know, prison. Yeah. No, you, you know who would be the ultimate racer? Amy. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> great Amy loves this game maybe that's in uh, Death Death Race 2050 I don't know I don't remember that <laughs> but uh yeah so then we get some narration from Statham and he's like oh, I asked myself am I the best thing for my girl and I realized all that matters is that I love her and I'll do anything for her and then uh then yeah, yeah the... di- oh, go ahead. D- didn't he say I I love her more than anyone else could? It's like weird anti-adoption hot take to Kramer right at the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, but but make adoptive even... parents never as good as birth parents, right? But then just to <laughs> make it even just a little bit weirder, we then get the warning message say, "Hey guys, these are done by professional stunt peoples. Please don't go racing your cars and blowing each other up like a bunch of dumbasses." <laughs> You know, slightly better language, but yeah, basically yeah, like the French. warning of like, hey, uh, the don't, don't try. Looks like fun, huh? D- don't, don't try this at home or in prison. Don't do your regional twisted metal tournament or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, roll yeah. credits, guys. That's Death Race. Woo! Uh, Ryan, would you recommend it? Uh, you know, it is. I would not call it a good movie, but it is not even in my like bottom three Paul W S Anderson movies. Uh. If yeah, I mean if if you know what you're getting into, I'd say it's a fun one. Yeah. Hey, so how about you, Diana? Uh, let's see. It, it was funny because Ryan's just like, "Wow, that was terrible," and I'm like, "Oh, oh. I I had a good time." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I say yeah, like, check it out. Know what you're walking into, though. How about you, babe? Oh, totally recommend. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. This movie's fun. I, I really enjoy this movie. Like I said, I I, I watched it when it first came out. And it was, I remember like really liking it. And then it was like, okay, cool. What else we got? You know, <laughs> like watching, bunch of, never even thought about this movie until Roadkill Month came <laughs> up and I was like, oh yeah, we should watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, I, I recommend it. It's on Amazon for like four bucks uh, or, you know, physical media. Why not? It's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be traditional. That's right. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go 2012 with it, guys, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <gasps> oh, when we come back, though, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learn from Death Race. Hey, everybody. Are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well, then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons? Magnets? Stickers? Bottle openers? Artist trading cards? Or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at Untidy Venus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Hemcast. Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. Didn't that end nice? Fairy tales always end like that, don't they? Bullshit! You want to see what Happily Ever After was really like? I'll show you Happily Ever After. Cinderella started popping out kids out of her belly like biscuits from an oversexed oven until her figure was shot. The prince was fooling around with the local talent and got crabs. The stepsisters kept complaining. The kids kept crying. Morna nagged and bitch and the prince bitch and itch and Cinderella grew old before her time. What kitties is Happily Ever After? That's what it is really like. And you're listening to everything I learned from movies. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve. This is the greatest ads that ever added. In the history of adding! Oh, she said it! They get better every week! <laughs> oh, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. Ooh, I'm still sober. Oh. We have... <laughs> from the liquor store, um... Genero, Pl- uh, Genero Plum. Ooh. From... Hete Jinro America. This is Korean plum wine. <laughs> yeah. Neutral spirits with natural and artificial plum flavors. 13% alcohol by volume. Ooh, all right. There yeah. we go. 
We've had the uh, Jinro Peach and we've had the Jinro Grape, not on this podcast, but my good friend Gina, shout out to Gina, has brought them for uh, various get-togethers and we have sipped. Very nice. Mm. So, oh, do we need shot? We have a shot glass. Uh, uh, a cup. Yeah, we do. I'll pour a shot to the... All right, well, here's the top. It's 13. Oh, my top. It's like 13%. It's it's like wine, but you don't need to be drinking it straight from the bottle either. That's true. And the pour. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this uh, little fruity bouquet down there. Yeah, it's fruity and like almost a little bit floral. Like, it smells really nice. Honestly, it smells. It smells like uh like like Cherry those. Blossoms? No, I was actually thinking. Um, you won't remember this. Diana should remember this. Diana, do you remember in the early nineties the bath oil little pods? They were like a little gummy, and they had bath oil in them. Uh, n- I don't think so. And they <laughs> were Tell like me more. They, they had them at like like in the mall, and like uh they would be in like the shape of like a star or like a teardrop or something, and. Okay, I think um, that sounds a little bit more familiar. Yeah, like you you put they were they were like they were like a gusher you put in your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so like the the 90s bath bombs so but there was like oil inside. Yeah. Yeah, they had like a fragrance bath oil. I think that sounds about right. Excellent. So yeah, going in for the sip. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Very oh. sweet. Yeah. But not like cloying that's a sneaky 13 percent. that really yeah, is like it's just like drinking like a little plunge juice you get a little a little bit of a burn at the end but nothing major like it's this could just be real sweet. dangerous a little bit of sparkly water just to give it some texture yeah 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 i like it mm-hmm. jinro plum Mm-mm. all right the, oh sorry the bath oil beads mm. oh my god apparently they make them again see okay. did you ever have these no of course not Okay, now I remember those. Yeah, and they'd be like, like they could be stars or dolphins or just like little beads. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Not, not. You, you never had these? <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember they used to make me so itchy. I was allergic to them. <laughs> it just filled with allergens or whatever? I, I would just come out of the bath with a rash and then I wanted more of them. Yeah, yeah good times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of good times, would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? I don't know, Steve. Are they fun facts? Super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. I, mean, I, I like agree with that song. song. Yes. I want to know all the facts, because this movie left me with questions, frankly. <laughs> Many questions. <laughs> Excellent. All right, we start off Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Diana, what do you think the critics thought of Death Race? Okay, so the <laughs> critics will not be into Death Race. So I'm going to go with... 12%. Ryan? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the critics hated this movie, but uh, 12 might be a hair low. I'm going to say 21%. Is he? Um, you know what? I am going to go high. I am going to go for 38%. Izzy is closest 42% what? with the critics. Wow. Very close. Wow. But I am pleased. Excellent, but yes, nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What about that audience score? Izzy, why don't you go first? 
Uh, I really, really want it to be fresh. I want it to be like 63. 63. Ryan? I'm going to say 58. Hmm. And Diana? Uh, okay, so 42. Ryan just edged out Izzy. It is 60%, so just barely oh! fresh. Wow. Guys, literally, I'm pulling these numbers out of my ass. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Why do you have so many numbers crammed up there, uh speaking of numbers crammed up there budget was apparently 45 million australian didgeridoo dollars um any oh actually let's do this uh any guesses on the guesses on the worldwide gross Mm, let's 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 make it safe and say 60 million 60 right um i don't have a great frame of reference for that i I wanted to say like 40 million maybe off the top of my head is he I have, I have no idea. I, I numbers don't n- numbers are just like a social concept, man. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. No. Uh, yeah, I guess the next Diana closest seventy six million worldwide. So not. Uh, I mean, maybe making the money back. Not a. Okay. Not a not a big hit. Well, they made apparently good right? enough for them to make a sequel. There uh, go. Good enough for Roger Corman to make some sequels. <laughs> so. <laughs> We, we've seen them they're not the greatest they're not that bad i mean they got some funny moments but uh, yeah. the meme is uh you know the the meme of the guy rubbing his hands together behind the tree <laughs> yeah, roger right. corbin waiting for box like, office bombs yeah <laughs> like making a comeback it's death and racing the franchise writes itself <laughs> like wait do i own the fast and furious franchise <laughs> No, but they have to pay him every That's time. Right. Every the him and the guy from uh, was it Vice? Oh magazine? yeah, the guy that wrote the Vibe magazine article or whatever. <laughs> Who I assume is living on a boat. <laughs> Go ahead. Why are you broke? I, Be rich I, like me. I figured he turned into that guy. <laughs> That's just my assumption. Like this is. This is honestly like my hope that just I create something really dumb and somebody just keeps paying me forever. Yeah. <laughs> like Disney, you guys want to come buy the Snackasaurus from me? Yeah, say, coming soon, Disney Snackasaurus. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I, I, I basically my entire life I'm waiting to sell out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need artistic integrity. <laughs> no, that was the previous generation, and look how they turned yeah. out. Artistic Great. integrity, that's for the pores. <laughs> Guys, I'm an illustrator. I have a sellout degree. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Jason Statham trained so hard for his role in the film that he went from twenty percent body fat to six percent. Apparently, he was twenty percent body fat doing Transporter. Apparently, yes. Well, you know, tw- like, like, like it's like twenty four, twenty six percent's like. What you're really supposed to be at, or at least women are. I'll have to check with my doctor. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of different girls, but but when you said he trained for the film, I thought you meant like driving. You're right. No, <laughs> apparently it yeah. took him three months to do so with an ex Navy SEAL who was one of the key trainers who built the Spartans of the film Three Hundred. That's Woo! right. Zack Snyder got it in. Uh, <laughs> Joan Allen was the first choice to play Claire Hennessy, the female warden of Terminal Island. Much to writer and director Paul W.S. Anderson's surprise, Allen was just as keen to take the part, wanting to shake up her image at the time. Because I, <laughs> I guess she was just known as the uh, the the wife from Face Off and uh, the chick from the Bourne movies. I don't know. 
Exactly. You gotta, you know, shake it up. And a total of 34 cars were used in the film. They were constantly repaired by a team of 85 mechanics. Hmm. Makes sense. They kept blowing up. Yeah, which inspired Jason Statham's other movies, The Mechanic. (gasps) And The Mechanic Resurrection. (laughs) But, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the most important part. What did we learn (gasps) from Death Ray? Uh, Diana, so I guess, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so I learned that even if it's a movie like Death Race, you still always got to stay to the end of the credits because <laughs> then you get to hear Joan Allen say twice, uh, uh, fuck with me and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. Wait, did that happen? <laughs> yes! Just... Oh, yes. Oh, we didn't stick around to the end. Oh, no. <laughs> Diana always stays till the end of the credits, and I was astonished that it actually paid off this time. Nice. I was uh, like, oh, damn, you're right. But luckily, we own it, so we'll just have to watch. Oh, yeah. that, that's right. There's also the uh, the unrated version too. We might have to check that out one day, babe. <laughs> Where the, yeah. the thuds are a lot louder. For I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's where uh, Vin Diesel shows up at the end and is like, "Looks like you can race." <laughs> I can also shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit! No, it's when uh, it's the uh, deleted scene where uh, they're escaping Terminal Island and realize the town they go into is Tokyo, oh. and uh, he accidentally bumps into another car and ends up killing a guy named Han Solo. Oh. No, not Han! <laughs> and then uh, he ends up calling up uh, a guy and saying, "Hello, <laughs> Dominic Toretto." You don't know me. But your insurance is about to. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Did you learn anything from this movie besides how great uh, Fast and Furious is? I learned that you just can't trust televised sports. Oh, oh, that's a sad fact. Oh my god, what if people were betting on this? What if Hennessy was betting on it? Oh man. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was like FanDuel to come in during the... Make sure you get a pay-per-view. Get the over-under on how many people will survive this stage. (laughs) How about you, babe? Oh, um... I mean, I learned there's no hand grenade in this one. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Guys, watch uh, Death Race 2000 while you're at it. Why not? Uh, I learned, uh, ejecto cuz. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, guys, if you ever need to lighten up a movie, bring in a war rig. Or a dreadnought, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a, mm. a battle truck. Well, Diane and Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast? Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, Ryan and I were on a podcast called Happily Ever Aftermath, and you can check it out. Uh, All of the archives are still up on iTunes and your favorite podcatcher. Uh, If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on the platform formerly known as Twitter and Instagram at Hemecast, H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Ryan, anything you want to share on uh, Uh, the social media? Uh, yeah, just I'm I'm also on Twitter at Ryan Sconard, or you can do the H E A M C A S T because that's easier to spell. And uh, yeah, check out our archives. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. 
And uh, I hear that uh, Izzy's uh, art is in high demand right now. So, Steve, how can the people get it before it's gone, gone, gone? Honestly, just hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of giving Etsy money. Just hit me up. Uh, how would they do that, babe? Uh, everywhere at Untidy Venus, like a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Yeah. How about you, Steve? Where can we find you? Oh, you can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers and everything I learned from movies. Or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from, from movies. movies. And guys, if you're in Ogden, Utah, you might want to check out the Ogden Dinosaur Park. What is that? Because Untidy Venus's stuff is there. Ah! All the Snackasaur pins. Ah! Ah! Watercolors. Oh my god, so much stuff. Buttons and magnets and bottle openers. and. (laughs) (laughs) But also the Dinosaur Park is amazing. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. they also have a wonderful museum there. They have life-size statues of dinosaurs and stuff. You can walk around the little park area. And guys, during this time of year, they have the uh, Dinos in the Dark. Where basically, if you walk around there at sunset, or at night even, I think it goes until like 8 or 9 at night, and you can have a flashlight, and they'll, like, every 10 or 15 minutes or so, they turn out the lights, and you have to, like, use a flashlight to get through there, and it's so awesome, with ice ice dinosaurs, oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, so Ogden, Utah, come check us out. Steve doesn't like it at all. Oh my god! say that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Missy. I'm Diana. I'm Ryan. And this is Everything I Learned from from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.